Tri-Ball is ready. The Tri-Ball Pinball Podcast starts now. This is the Tri-Ball Podcast. I am Johnny Pinball. I am Matt McCarty. I'm Neil Graff. So how's, how's everyone doing this week? I just need to catch up on you guys. I haven't seen you guys in a couple weeks. Matt, what's, what have you been doing? Um, I won a tournament yesterday in Plymouth, a Foo Fighters launch party, and I got a translite for that. Played pinball Saturday in Fox Cities League and did do very well. We had tilt and you didn't make the cut. Nope. A player two on Thursday in Green Bay. I was the first one out. I had to sit there all night and run the tournament. It sucked, but I got to play the new bond code. So that was at least fun. And then we had uh, Tilton Tuesday uh, last Tuesday, which was pretty enjoyable. Always is. Yeah, I was in Germany the whole time. That's why we haven't been, uh, you know, filming a podcast. Oh, so you were the hold up. Come on, Neil. Yeah. <laughs> but that was that was fun. There's just a lot of uh, like two majors. Crazy. It was fun. I bet. And then myself, Johnny Pinball here. I ran in the Bellin Run, which is a 10K run here in Green Bay on Saturday. And then since we last recorded, I also ran in the Cellcom half marathon. So I got two runs under my belt and I'm feeling fine, but I do feel like I have room for improvement there. How'd you do in the run? Uh, not, not anywhere close to my personal best. I am about 40 pounds heavier than when I got my PR. So, you know, weight is a big problem for running. But the 10K I did, I believe 58.45 was my time. Do you know how I avoid all the issues is by not running. Just by not running. That <laughs> <laughs> works for me. Uh, but it's fun. Just like pinball, guys. Pinball is also fun. And you know how you make it more fun? With toppers. That's right. You put a topper on your game. Toppers. And so a certain best game of all time just got a topper two years later. What does everybody think of the official Stern topper? Neil, you, can you make me a Godzilla sound? I'm not going to attempt that. But... <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> I'm just going to go step on the cat. He can probably make a better one. Oh, my God. Does his wrestling moves on his cat? Got to practice on something. <laughs> the official topper. I think it looks like they reused a part from a premium game. Anyone kind of get that feeling? Is that confirmed? I mean, why would they make one that's almost identical? It looks like it, yeah. I, I agree that probably is the same part, but I just didn't get uh, hands-on confirmation that it is, I guess. I was just curious. So the topper's got a plastic Godzilla figurine with his plume or vape cloud coming out of his hand, it looks like. And then kind of a cityscape behind him. And some tanks. And some tanks, yes, tank battle. But they're not David Fix tanks, they're just normal tanks. Yes. And the zip tie around the Godzilla tail. Well, I mean, that's just for easy removal if you want to upgrade them. Certain thinking of us. <laughs> it's 1000 US dollars. This is considered cheap now. Remember when Elvira came out and that was a th the first topper to cross $1,000? Yeah, people lost their minds. Yeah, I, yeah. Now, that, now this is like, oh, it's cheap. Imagine getting that Black Knight topper. 450 Wow. Yeah, that would have been something. You know what they say? You don't play the topper, but in this case, you kind of do. You get an extra mode with this one. Yes, you do, and uh, it actually looks very fun. What is the extra mode? I don't even know. It is a King of the Monsters time attack mode. So it's not quite the final wizard mode, but a variation on it. And I think it's a good idea the way they do this little like bonus code content for rewarding you to buy the topper. I, I, I like it. I feel like if you're a buyer, you don't feel like you're just getting ripped off as much. Yeah. Yeah, definitely adds something into the game. And historically, right, they've been like timed exclusives, like the Jurassic Park one became available. So maybe in a year, everyone will be able to play this mode. Yeah, that was the point I was just about to make, because I know for Jurassic Park and Avengers, they had exclusive topper modes. But now both those modes are available if you have Insider Connected. That's the caveat. Like, uh... Schlump has Avengers at home, but he can't do Gem Mania because he doesn't want to upgrade the code. For a while, the code was having issues with uh, games resetting if you had the insider-connected code, but not the insider-connected unit. So that's the caveat for getting the mode. You have to have insider-connected. Okay, so now this game came with insider-connected, so we'll see if... Right. Well, we can see if, uh, well, Mandalorian's mode's a little different because there's actual display on the topper of the best car. You have 
accumulated. I don't think any other. Well, Mando did not did not come with Insider though. No, it did not. I'm trying to think if there's any topper. Well, the Rush Topper has an exclusive mode as well. We'll have to time will tell on that one. But those are, I believe, the only topper specific modes that I know of for Stern. I'm really trying to think back if there was anything else in Turtles. I don't think so. No, and Turtles had a bunch of uh, modes you could play from the get-go with a half-shell challenge. Well, they came later with code, but, you know, the half-shell challenge, and I think you can do the final wizard mode as well. You said uh, you said Avengers, too? Avengers had an exclusive mode with the topper, Gem Mania. And now you can uh, get that. If you have Insider connected on your Avengers, you don't need the topper to get it. It becomes a grid award. Okay, yeah, spread the love around. I mean... After a while, I mean, if the topper's out of production, it's really kind of just one of the icing on the top to sell you the topper, so. Correct. Use the mode to move the toppers and then, you know, give it to everybody. I think that's fair enough. It also prevents third-party toppers from maybe gaining traction because you're like, well, I don't get the mode. Maybe I'll buy the stern one. Right. And I know a lot of people have been a little negative on the topper, but once I watched the stream of uh, Joel Engelberth and flipping out pinball with the topper in action, playing the mode, it, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. So what are we overall rating this topper? I would say seven. One out of, okay. Out of 10? Seven out of 10. Uh, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Um, I'm going to give it a six. Wow. I think you guys are being pretty generous with your with your ranking ratings here. I'm going to have to give it a four. Have you seen it like during gameplay? Not really, no. It's it's something else. It's kind of like how the James Bond 007 topper, everybody's like, oh, that's so bad. But once you see it and kind of see the light show, it oh, okay, I can get on board. Yeah, we'll we'll see it more to come as people get it and it ends up on, you know, people's collections that we play in leagues houses. Yeah, for sure. More to come on that. But I do want to mention there are uh, at least one notable third-party Godzilla topper for this, the Electric Playground. Thank you, Electric Playground, for sponsoring that sound. It's like a UFO looking topper with a city on top of it. Yeah, it almost looks like, uh, you know, the center of the play field with the, you know, tank and power targets and the raid and whatnot. all just kind of crammed together and then all the cities represented and all your modes represented. It's something. It's not bad looking. I don't think it looks as good as the official one. I wouldn't be tempted by this one. The one I did like the most was that bootleg one we saw about six months ago. I think it's from the same people, but they were told to stop making it. Uh, Kaneda broke that story. It's uh, basically zombie Yeti's art on top of the game that's kind of Godzilla, Mothra, and the Hydra. Is that what it's called? The King Ghidorah. Ghidorah? King Ghidorah, yep. Yeah. I think that one looks the best if I were to rate them, but it's not available. Yeah, 100% looks the best, but fortunately not available. Because it was made illegally. It's kind of interesting because Stern like commented on the post on that and like Stern's Facebook and they're like, oh, just wait till you see ours is what they said. Yeah. And then there was a private message. Speak to our attorney. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that's pretty much it for Topper Talk, unless uh, you want to talk about some more toppers. Yeah, we can talk about the Rush Topper real quick. It's pretty... You have it, Neil? Uh, yeah, I think my dad's getting it. We don't have it right now. Did Getty sign it for you guys? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. No, your dad doesn't know Getty? I feel like he would know Getty. Yeah. I haven't seen a Rush one in action yet. Yeah, I haven't seen it in action, but just by the looks, it looks pretty cool. I wonder if like the, the, the clock has to move or something, you know. Did you guys not go to MGC? Because there was one there. Was there? I was not at MGC. Yeah, there was. I got to play it. Oh. It's like all toppers. You don't realize it's there until you look up. You look up, you're like, oh, I was playing a game of a topper. That's how useful they are. My only concern with the Rush Topper is, I guess, the motors in it. Because if you ever sit next to a Led Zeppelin that's on with the topper, you all of a sudden... It's like the power supply fan. It's, yeah, when they move, if if you're playing, if you got your game room going, you'll never know. But, like, if everything's off, no one's playing... You know, the motors are pretty loud. No, that's over-exaggerating. It's just these, like, little spotlight things that, like, you know, will turn every once in a while and barely makes sound. It makes sound. sound. Why don't you go downstairs and listen? <laughs> and maybe they're not using real Mabuchi motors in that. They're using bootleg ones. Could be. 
I mean, it look. I think the Rush topper looks better than the Godzilla topper. Like, if you're thinking theme for theme, like, what works better with the game? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think Keith Ellen really cares about toppers. If he's somehow involved in it, I think it's just gameplay for that guy. Oh, yeah, I can't see him being involved in it. He's just in the rules and the design. He doesn't care about the art or the topper. All his games haven't had, like, the best toppers. Yeah, you're right. But it's all right. It's all right. It's a good game. Yeah, the game's fine. It's just an accessory after all. But people or, you know, Zach many have made it uh, a conversation piece. That's why we're still talking about this like 10 minutes into the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, okay, if I had a grand to spend, I don't know how much the Rush one costs, and I had to choose between the two, I would take the Rush one all day. Yeah, Rush, Rush is 1700 Okay, maybe not. <laughs> I'd still take the Rush one over the guys. I would take neither and buy myself a roller game spinball. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Rock, rock, you own a roller game. Roller so. games. Actually, I sold mine. It's gone. Sorry, sad. I needed to see it go, but sometimes you just need the spending money. You could take that 17 and buy a sharpshooter if you'd like. There you go. I got one. Or or maybe a lost world. I'd sell it to you for a thousand. Or anybody out there. Anybody in pinball land. Talk to Party Cardi. Yes, sir. I'm gonna need room for my uh new Foo Fighters machine that I'm gonna be winning Saturday. What? You're gonna win Foo Fighters? I thought you were winning Space Hunt. Space <laughs> Hunt. If there was an opportunity, I might. Yeah, and Neil, I feel like he could have just played it. He was in Europe. Did you play it? No, I didn't. I didn't see it. Did anywhere. you go to France? Is it only in France? Well, that's where they're headquartered, so it might be only. Yeah, so no, it was only in Germany. Uh, did you play Oktoberfest pinball? No, of course not. What a letdown. You had one job over there besides winning, and that was to play Space Hunt and Oktoberfest pinball. Well, I didn't even win either, so. You can play Oktoberfest around here. But I hear it's better. I hear it's better over there. I believe there's one at the tap room still. Instead of like the bad German accent the American version has, it has a real German speaker. Oh. Yep. Get some authentic Oktoberfest action. I'd rather play the Beer Fest homebrew. That had a fun, uh, what is it called, beer pong version in that game? Yeah, yeah. That was really that was really clever when I saw that at MGC in the homebrew line. I was like, wow, how cool. Yeah, like the locks are kind of like the beer pong kind of thing. Exactly. Now the rest of the game felt homebrew, but that that was genius. So what does everybody uh, think of Space Hunt? Um, I kind of like the tampon hanging there. I think that's kind of cool. <laughs> the green dangler? Oh, man. <laughs> I Okay, I'll give you my 30 seconds. I like the alien on the backboard with the three pop bumper caps for the heads. I think that's really cool. And I also like the music. I think they can make it an album, and that would get me to buy it. Just like, well, I wouldn't buy it. I'd buy the album is what I'm saying. I, I wouldn't buy the game. But just like the Black Knight 2000 had the album to go with it or not black knight 2000 sort of rage rather yeah and, um yeah the music sounded pretty nice you know get some space hunt action mm -hmm. what are they hunting nobody knows pull up to nice. district 82 just blaring that with the bass cranked and then people oh, yeah. will know you mean business they're like oh johnny's here Space hunt Space hunt get steve ritchie to do a little voiceover space hunt play better no it it doesn't look like a terrible game, but I, I don't think we'll see too many of them over here. Yeah, the layout doesn't look too bad. It's just how do the flippers play with, because, you know, Stern's like the only one that has the solid flippers. So I don't I wouldn't. Yeah. And also that little weird tampon thing, as Matt was saying, you know. And don't forget the ramps. The ramps look like the bootleg McDonald's M. Oh, yeah. Like uh, Bride of Pimba. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, Coming to America, that. McDowell's. Yes, that's a good catch. But I will say, as much as I have fun or poke fun at them, it's way better than anything I can make. So I, I acknowledge that. But if we're looking at selling a game for $9,000, I I can make fun of it a little bit. Absolutely. You know who's doing a little bit better over in Europe besides Hexa Pinball? Oh, that's their name, by the way. I hear it's the Pinball Brothers. There's like these two brothers that like pinball. Neil, did you spot the Pinball Brothers while you were over there? What's this? I uh, I played Pinball Brothers when I was in Texas. I did not play it in uh, did not play their games in Europe. It's almost like the European tournaments had all the good games. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of the like Pinball Brothers games in Texas? Um. So Alien, I don't mind. Like that one's like I think I've only got a couple plays on each, but. Aliens seem fine. I've heard it's pretty
pretty easy game, whatever. It's a wide queen body. Queen on the other, yeah, wide body, whatever. Queen on the other hand is the the problem. I I have to say it's like you start like modes and they're like shoot targets and it's just the modes just aren't great and shots are just weird. Flippers aren't good and it's one of the worst games I've ever played. That is my take on it. Wow. I've played it at Chicago Expo back when they had it there last year. You got to play, I think, one ball, maybe two balls. I think it was two balls. Yeah, I didn't find it very fun, but there's so much potential with Queen with the Live Aid footage. I feel like probably good property, wrong company to make it. I agree. It it, it didn't shoot great, though, but yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff you could do that'd be really cool with it. But yeah, it did not shoot well. What are they saying, David Thiel's back on the game to try to make it sound a little bit better and less slot machine-y? That would be uh, nice. Yeah, hopefully. Do you ever watch any of his seminars, David Thiel's? I have not. Nope. Oh, man. That guy, he knows pinball sounds. They're on YouTube. I didn't have. I don't have any on my channel because he didn't do one for Texas, but he's done one in the past. He kind of talks about, he has one where he talks about all his deep root stuff that's going nowhere, of course. Right. What a shame. Do you guys know what that basketball game is? Super Hoop? Uh, Super Hoops. Super Hoop. I actually did play that one at, in uh, Germany. That one was completely... That one was terrible. Uh, yes, because uh, you would shoot a mode shot and the scoop would kick it right down the middle. It could have been just that one I was playing. But every time you start a mode, you drain and it's just over. So that one I did not have fun playing. It's Bitronic who made it, so they made their own TRS-80 here. Yeah, and then there's also, like, just you keep shooting one shot to get multiball, so it's less modes, just grinding out multiballs, apparently. It was not good. Another queen type of game. So many startups with subpar first attempts. We got the Canadians with their punny factory. Yeah. That guy. Andrew McBain. What a character. If you know his history, you know his history. I followed them a little bit. Like, I, you know, I subscribed to the YouTube channel and stuff like that. You remember back when he had his little spat with Todd Tucky? Yeah. That was just crazy. I could never support the guy. I like Todd, so. But who are we kidding? I would never buy any of these games. No. And, you know, <laughs> some people will. But maybe that's when we'll get to play him. We'll see. Uh, who else is a weird non-American pinball company? Probably more out there. We we got Haggis, right? Yes. Down in Australia. Anything about that? Did you hear any rumblings at uh, the European fair, pinball fair? No, I've never played their Fathom remake yet. I don't know if you guys have. I'm waiting for my friend to get his. He, I think, paid for it. So I have not played it yet. Right. I'm curious to see. Yeah, that'll be fun to try. Now, I, I Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this would really ruin the immersion for me is that the callouts on the new code, code, code is uh the australian guys so you'll have their accent i just don't know if i could get over that that seems fun though you know all right i need you to uh shoot the drop targets mate just laughing the whole time you played them all <laughs> i don't know i could be wrong like i said never played it well um matt any anything else to add on this topic on uh the boutique manufacturers no not really is spooky still a boutique no their quality is yes but the quantity no fair enough American Pinball, are they a boutique? No. Oh, yeah, they are. They don't make any games. Spooky makes more than them. No, American Pinball is no. definitely not. You think they're mainstream? What makes them mainstream? Uh, they, they have games out. I don't know. I don't know the exact number of games they have out, but... Yeah, they have five games. Is it five? Or is yeah, it six? That's, that's a solid amount. Houdini, Oktoberfest, Hot Wheels, Valhalla, Galactic Tank Force. Yep. GTF. I did play uh, GTF again in Europe, and I actually kind of liked it a little yes, bit better. Yes, thank you. It's not... Right. You know what? I feel like Space Hunt is trying to be the next GTF. That's exactly what I think about Space Hunt. Is it? I think of GTF, but just worse. There's a lot less in Even it. Worse. I, I didn't know this was possible. And then finally, we've got um, what are they called? Jersey Jack Pinball. Are they a boutique? Absolutely not. They'd be more of a high end, like. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. They're not boutique, but they're definitely trying to be Cadillac of the industry. Yes, they may be the Cadillac of the industry, but they sure aren't the industry leaders for tournaments. Speaking of tournaments, oh, good segue. I hear there's one coming up soon. Yes, on Saturday, which would be June 17th, um, there is a Foo Fighters Heads Up tournament at Lumberjack Johnny's in Green Bay, starting at 10 a.m. with uh, 10 rounds of match play group match play 
And then from at the end of those 10 rounds, the top 16 players will go into a bracket style playoff where two Foo Fighters pros will be set up next to each other and they will compete in objective-based competition. Best uh, two out of three. And those objectives are to start Overlord multi-ball, start Area 51 multi-ball, and start a van mode, start double play field, max out one van upgrade, finish any city, and the two-minute drill, which is the highest score in two minutes. Okay. Yeah, maxing out a a van mode could be the risky one, you know, because it's it's definitely harder to do that on your first attempt off the knocking down all three drop targets and because then you might have to time it out kind of like bloodbath it out wait for it to go back onto that power up and then start leveling up back again all right let's talk a little strategy on this neil so some of the modes the challenges are a little more in depth like um you know the two minute drill and completing a city so if i was against you i'd pick completing a city which city would you think you would go with Completing a city, I think New Orleans is probably one of the easiest because that's all the shots lit and you once you hit a shot, then you have to hit it again. Uh, so you can usually just pick uh, the Overlord and Spinner shots and just keep repeating those two shots because those are just straight up the easiest shots on the play field. Yep, that's a good point. Um, but sometimes you accidentally hit like a weird shot. But the good thing about New Orleans is if you hit one of the uh, side flipper shots, you don't, you don't have to hit it again. I would pick Los Angeles. I think if, if you got, if you know the machine and you got your combos down, you could finish that in a heartbeat, like four combos, four or five, you know, area 51 ramp, then the van ramp, and then back, forth, back, forth, back, forth, overlord done. Oh, belt coming my way. Yeah, but that's a problem. You just got to combo the ramps. Yeah, if you don't combo, you can be in trouble. But that's something I'll uh, have to think about. Maybe play around with it. You got more opportunity to do that than I do. Right. And then a uh, two-minute drill is the other kind of like different strategy. I would just start a mode with a multi-ball and pray for the best. Try to hit the right orbit and give them double play field. You could probably do the overlord with a mode and then even bringing area 51. I think you have enough time with the two minutes to get like a huge mega stack going. Right. Maybe even bring up, yeah, like just bring up power ups into your mode and then just take it with Overlord and see where that takes you. See, I thought about that. Like, okay, let's say it's completing a city, do the skill shot to try to get your bomb on the drop targets, and then uh, maybe stacking that up before you start your mode because it's it's shot spotted. It's beneficial, but is it quicker to just start the mode and hit the shots rather than hitting the paddle? if it's time-based who knows we'll find out right yeah i think the problem with that though is when you're doing the heads up they count you down so it's not like you're timing out when the the spot shot it is ready for the well you don't have to launch right away you can wait to launch true but then you waste extra seconds where the other person could just get into a mode faster or they could launch early and beat you on henchmen (laughs) like eric rent sir that was such a (laughs) such a stupid mode Perfect for a cheater, though. <laughs> uh, good times. Is that tournament etiquette? Is that the tournament etiquette tip for uh, for a heads-up Sure, challenge? we'll throw it in. When you're playing a heads-up challenge, do not start until the green light goes, until you're prompted to start. Do not start early. Is it like Mario Kart? Do you have the countdown timer? Yes. It's exactly like but that. But you don't hold the action button after the second beat. You don't get a boost? No. Unless we're playing Hot Wheels, then you might with the left flipper. Red line mania. Are you going to this tournament, Johnny? I'm undecided. I'll be going to Six Flags the night before, so we'll see how I feel. Uh, That's Six Flags Great America, the Chicago location. For those out there who are wondering, Goliath, best roller coaster there is. Big roller coaster riders here, except for Matt, maybe. That's been a while. I do enjoy a good (laughs) roller coaster. I do. And that was uh, how the finals were Tuesday night. So let's go on a little tournament talk. Johnny and I were actually paired up in the finals, and he got to pick the bank of games because he was the highest seed. That's right. I picked the best bank there. What what games were in that bank? All right. I, if I can remember, they had Godzilla, you know, best game ever. 
And next to Godzilla was Stars. It can be a little challenging, but it's it's super fun to play. Then there was Wheel of Fortune. That's a different game. And then finally, the fourth game was Mousing Around. So you got to go for the hole. So I was I was pumped. Listeners, we want to know what you think of that bank. Let us know by emailing us at triballpodcast at gmail.com. Now, I think Neil might not hate that bank too much because Mousing Around is one of Neil's better games. But I was not happy with that bank, but it worked out okay. (laughs) I worked out for those guys. I lost a Mousing Around where I needed to get first. I got second to go on and I lost by 20,000 points. Wow. Uh, Sheldon. <laughs> yeah, Sheldon was a machine. And Sheldon won the tournament, correct? Correct. But uh, Johnny and I both drained on Wheel of Fortune with multi-ballet. You know, I think I took a second on it. And he took a third. But And Sheldon yeah. pulled out a win on Godzilla. I thought I had it locked up, too. But he was just on fire. What'd you have? I think I had around 170, and he might have had 200. Yeah, and that Godzilla is not a given. No, it's not. Know. And Sheldon was player four, so he just stopped. Yeah, I was player one. Yeah, that's right. He stopped because he didn't have to play. I made an effort, but I only got up to like 100 million. And like, all right, let's go on to stars. Crush it. I didn't get any love from stars. Sometimes you get lucky on stars, and I didn't I didn't get any luck on it. Yeah, pretty interesting bank choice by Johnny. Stars is a little bit risky, and even Wheel of Fortune as a modern. It's a bit of a risky modern pick. It, it is because it's hard to get control. It like It's just a weird game. But I'd pick I'd pick it again. I love that bank. Just like Godzilla. <laughs> Even though he got eliminated on it. Yeah, it's fine. It's all about having fun sometimes. It was really it was really fitting that I got to play Matt too. Yeah. It was it was fun. So Neil, why don't you tell us about your tournament experience over the past couple of weeks? Yeah, I mean, so flew out to Germany. Congratulations on the Epstein Cup win. You did really well on that. Epstein Cup, baby. That's something to be proud of. USA. Team USA, one in Europe. Okay, so Space. we Hunt. flew in to Germany and literally, like, we're like super jet lagged. One day after, we're already starting a major, the European Pinball Championship. So I end up qualifying pretty, pretty high up there for both the main and the classics and get a double buy for both. And I was one of two people to get a double buy for main and classics for that. Me and uh, Jason Mordrick. Was, uh, was the other and uh so for the classics tournament i actually got swept by andrew foster he played amazing he's such a good player from the uk then i played in the main and i ended up winning my first round and i was my strategy was kind of picking all sterns except for royal rumble because personally i'm i feel like i'm pretty uh, solid at royal rumble and my next opponent was, of course, Escher Lefkoff, and you know how that stuff goes. Johnny knows for sure. Yeah, I do too. Did he play post time? <laughs> uh, yeah. So no, unfortunately, no post time in Europe. But yeah, he ended up beating me four to one. But he ended up winning the whole tournament. So getting out by the winner doesn't feel so bad. No. On the other side of the coin, if you just beat him, you probably would have been the winner. Yeah. True. That that also makes you feel worse. Thanks, thanks, Johnny. <laughs> I had to be devil's advocate there. The audience, I could hear the um, audience just telling me to say that. Um, but there were all these like uh, there was pinball Olympic tournaments, kind of like a kind of like a District eighty two like super series type of thing where they do like six tournaments throughout the week, and I ended up doing pretty solid in the pin golf one, um, and the target match play. I think I did pretty decent whatever so then finally worlds come we actually have to go to a different town it's like a really small town in germany and i start getting super bad allergies where i'm like sneezing every every game every ball i'm getting itchy eyes the whole day so for qualifying i ended up just tanking i took 70th out of 80 uh, people at worlds so not a good day, but the EPC result made up for it because I took, I think it was 12th or whatever. So I'm happy with a, a top 12 and, in a major. Oh yeah, I would be too. 
And plus the whole experience of going to a different country and not your home turf. It's not District 82. And that's another thing. They just have, they always had like these play field protectors on their, uh, on their sterns, stern LCDs. And it just like screws with the shots and makes everything different. Oh, because you're playing on plastic essentially? Yeah. There is a uh, vendor in the Green Bay area that, that uses those in all their games and yeah, it's a little different. It kind of almost looks like there's like a sticker on it that's not peeled. It's weird. Hmm. You wouldn't think it'd be that much different but than a clear coat, but I guess you're saying it is. So, I mean, the games are still playable, definitely. But Do you remember on the Super Awesome Pinball Show, they had George Gomez on, and he actually commented about that? It's about two years ago. Maybe. No. Yeah, he said he wasn't a fan. This came up when they were talking about Haggis Pinball because the way they do their play fields, I guess it's basically that. It has like a plastic layer on them. And uh, Gomez was like, it just changes everything about the game. He's like, Stern's probably not going to do something like that. Yeah, I wouldn't. That was back when the, all the posts were pooling, if you remember that. Postgate on Jurassic Park and was it Guns N' Roses, Willy Wonka, that era when Mirko played. Yeah, did you find Mirko Playfields while you were over there? Did you give him a, a Stern talking to? hiding they were probably hiding well stern stern solved that issue right away when it happened on jurassic park they just when they started printing more play fields they removed the art from posts exactly because um uh neil's dad actually had one of the bad play fields yeah it sucks to get something bad like that that's so hard to replace and no one's really gonna do that well that's what, like the whole guns and roses saying like Canada's like I got my backup playfields like you're ever going to do a playfield swap especially on a machine like guns and roses like come on it's just wall art i mean i bought one for wall art from the factory second sale it's a it's a beautiful playfield gnr very very much so oh yeah 100% they should get that artist back dane henry junior yeah any any uh any other interesting tidbits from europe food over there sights and sounds public transit uh i mean Food was definitely different with like, you know, you'd have a, I tried a burger there and it's just like, they definitely, they eat like everything with fork and knives. So the burger's like massive. And I know uh, my brother had a burger and they put like sauce all over it. And so like, you literally cannot pick it up. Like it just had sauce all over it. It's just not a thing. You have to use your uh, fork and knife to eat a burger. But yeah, I mean, the normal German food, like schnitzel, pretzels, yada, yada, that stuff was Stuff was top notch. Excellent. There's a really good place in Appleton for German food. Was it better than that place? OB's? I don't know. I've never had oh, I love OB's. Yeah. The lady there is like basically speaks German to you. Oh, authentic. Yes. Huh? Well, authentic American German as you can get. Right. They have a lot yeah. of schnitzel. True. And the, oh, like I love their meatballs over spatzel or whatever that is. Delicious. Old Bavarians, OBs, yep. Sorry, wandered off topic a little bit there. Sorry, guys. All right. Yeah. I got uh, anything else, Neil? No, that's pretty much it. All right. Uh, we talked about our Foo Fighters tournament coming up, but uh, I have a segment. I would like, uh, I have a random game, and uh, we're going to see if these guys can figure it out in 20 questions. So this is our 20 segment, or 20 question segment on Triple Drain. I'm just going to make sure I can keep track of all their questions. Triple Drain, or are we the Tribal podcast? Oh, we're Tribal. Sorry. Oh, wow. Man. You see where my head's at? Might need to edit that out. We were no way influenced by Triple Drain at all. We don't, it's not like we have someone from their family in the same area. No. I was just uh, commenting on their Facebook status. It was Joel Ingerberg put up a big score on Godfather and he called out i.e. pinball and i'm like oh very nice score and i'll put the glass back on because i like to mess with him i don't even know him i just (laughs) but all right so i have a game picked out you guys can ask 20 yes or no questions we'll start with johnny and then go on to neil and this is on hard mode so we each get 10 questions right correct but you can you know use each other's questions to deduce and uh use some logic and play along at home okay see if we can get yeah, it we can probably help out each other too johnny yeah that'd be fine i'm not gonna call any cheaters yeah. but uh all right first question we'll start with uh johnny first question i have is is it a stern it is not a stern all right my question 
Is it a Bally Williams? It is not a Bally Williams, technically. So, Neil, I think he means it's probably before the merger. Okay. It's neither a Bally or Williams. Okay. My question will be, is it a electromechanical? No. Not an EM. So, what are we thinking? Is it a solid state? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess it is. According to IPDB, the type is solid state electronic. Okay. Yeah, so I think I know what you're going for there, Neil, was pre-alphanumeric, but technically any non-EM is solid state. I will ask the question, is it alphanumeric? No. Hmm. We still haven't got the pinball manufacturer. No, we're sucking. All right. What do you think, Johnny? I... Honestly, I don't even know how many questions we have less. That's up to Matt to tell us. But you're uh you're at five questions and Neil's gonna ask Maybe number six. Five. Um, I don't know, dude. Like we, we know it's not a Stern. We know it's not a Bally Williams game. It could be it could be a Gottlieb. A Gottlieb, maybe? Alright, let's ask that. Gottlieb? It is not a Gottlieb, no. It's not an EM, it's not a Gottlieb. I'll, I'm just going to waste one. Is it a dot matrix display? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. So it could be an Elven G. That, you know, the, what's a mystery castle? That's an Elven G. Yeah, yeah. Should we just guess that right off the bat? I'm going to stop you guys because the whole... You asked for Bally Williams, right? Well, or, it's it's... I don't know if this company... Company's WMS Industries, right? Yeah, so this company is a subsidiary of WMS, I guess. So it's not Bally, it's not Williams, but I'm gonna t- I'm gonna just tell you it's Midway. So that just to help you guys out a little bit doesn't help. I don't know. So here's what here's what I would like to know. What does it say on the back glass? Is the back glass branded Bally? Is the back glass branded Williams? Well, let me uh, have a look at that back glass here, and I can tell you. Um, oh, here it is. It's a nice picture. It says Bally on the back glass. Okay. I'm sorry. Perfect. Oh, okay. So it's a Bally DMD. Okay. So I was going with like IPDB, the manufacturer, and I I didn't recognize the WMS. Yeah, you were going all Dennis Creasel on it. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so it's a Bally. There's only like 30 to choose from. Let's, should we start guessing? Oh, let's just say, does it have an... You could guess flipper counts. Does it have Does it have three? I was going to say, does it have three flippers? No. Two flipper ballet. I'm going to just guess a game. Oh, wait. <laughs> I'm going to guess. I'm going to narrow it down a little bit more. Is it a John Papaduke? No. Okay, that's good. That's a lot of two flipper games out. So Brian Eddy has two flipper games. Did he make a ballet, though? Um... You don't know it's a two flipper game. Well, it could have four, I guess. It could have four. My light zone has four, right? Roadshow yeah. is that a bally? That is. Yeah, Roadshow. Roadshow only has three flip. No, it has four. Uh, should we just start guessing those? I would say. Oh well, uh, let's just ask a question. Does it does it have two flippers? No. Well, yes, okay. it does. So, but more than is two. it a two flipper game? Does it only have two flippers? No. Does it have two flippers? Yeah, yeah. Well, of course. My question is, is it a wide body? Yes. Okay. It's a wide body ballot. All right. So it's probably either Twilight Zone or uh, Roadshow. So uh, Roadshow. Is it Roadshow? No. Okay. Testing my knowledge on the super pins. We had Popeye, Roadshow. We had Star Trek The Next Gen. We had Twilight Zone and Judge Dredd. Is it Judge Dredd? It is Judge Dredd. Woohoo! Oh wow! You missed one super. I thought you were gonna hit us with a Popeyes. What did I miss? Demo Man. I was gonna say De- Demo Man was gonna be uh, my first pick, but then I'm like, ah, let's go a little deeper, and I picked Judge Dredd. You know that that's a good uh, segue to my little segment here. Do you guys have any games you just quote the quotes? Because Judge Dredd, I always quote the ball safe. Don't move. Jurassic Park. Every time I start a dinosaur. Where's Nedry? We need Nedry. Or about what about T three? Shoot here. Oh yeah. And here. Oh T three. If you wanted to wanted to come up with generic pinball number one, Zach Manny, for your tournaments, that's T three. 
It's generic pinball number one. There's nothing wrong with it. It is pinball. It's just so generic. I like pool sharks as well. You know, welcome to Sharky's. Name your game. Ah, scratch. When I was younger, we quoted Lethal Weapon 3 a lot. Like, I'm driving. No, I'm driving. I have never heard that. What are you? What are you? What are you talking about? It's Lethal Weapon 3. What Leo wants, Leo gets. There you go. Probably not in the competition mode. Probably a race with the new ROM. Damn, that new ROM. <laughs> Taking away Max or, Joy. Or what's, what's this one from? Go, 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 go. Oh, I know it. Jurassic Park, old? Yep. Dadies Jurassic Park when you start Stampede. Oh, yeah. And we have a program at work called Power Writer. So I always think of Powerball from Twilight Zone. When they talk about it, I'm like, Powerball. So I use that one at work all the time. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, this is good stuff. They powerball. There's probably a ton out there that we just don't even think of till we get in front of them. Oh, oh, Black Knight 2000. I use that all the time. When we go to lunch, I'm say, give me your money. <laughs> I'll just quote Steve Ritchie all day. <laughs> work better. Oh, oh, okay. One last one here. Um, especially if you work in an office that's boring or maybe not that brain stimulating like mine is roadshow you quote the days of the week when i come into work i'll be like friday yeah the friday is so exciting it's the real deal it's the bee's knees guys all right i think it's time that everybody everybody's been waiting for it is matt a bozo or super genius all right matt you ready for this i am ready all right so this is a specific uh game being twilight zone so uh, player one starts the power powerball in the shooter lane, so free powerball, whatever. Uh, starts powerball mania, drains down to one chrome ball, then shoots the slot machine. Game starts the powerball round with the chrome ball in play. What would you do? I would uh, just have them play it out. Pinball is pinball. You're gonna give them a beneficial malfunction on that one. Yeah, I would have to. That would be my ruling. Uh, the other thing, other thing is maybe it's broken and you're trying to, you pull out the ball, maybe try to fix it. If it's not fixed, you have to switch games, you know, because if it's a reoccurring problem, is what I'm saying. Like, I think it's okay if you say it's a beneficial malfunction for the first one. But if it happens but again, it happens I would pull it multiple times. Yeah, exactly. That's typically, uh, you know, if it happens once okay you know you get you get the bonus on that you get the beneficial malfunction if it happens again we gotta we gotta pull it yeah for sure now can we swap this around and uh can i get neil and johnny's opinion on a ruling that happened on saturday so you want you want pro versus amateur at least in my case well i just want an opinion i wasn't involved with this i wasn't a tournament director okay but so there was a four-player game going, and this game was the tilt was tight, like like very tight, like where people were like, whoa, kind of shaking, like I can't believe that tilted. I was an observer of this game. I saw a tilt multiple times. I saw multiple players tilt. Player four, he's the official tournament director. Ball three, player four is up. He's in last place, mind you. And he says, Matt, you've been watching this game. I'm like, yes. You notice it. I'm like, yeah, something's it's it's tight. Something's not right. I'm I think I'm gonna throw it out. We're gonna get a new game. And that's what they did. I find that very questionable. Um, Eric Thorne was in that group. So I mean, he had an opinion on it too. Um what do you guys think of that? Yeah, absolutely not. They should not. The first of all, you can't make a ruling with when you're in the when you're playing on the game. That you can't do that. You have to call over another TD. But I think um, they should have either checked the tilt bob, see what it's looking like, and maybe even said like, because everybody's been playing with it, so it's kind of a fair game. I mean, everybody's had the problem. So. so we did check the tilt bob, I think, after the fact. And 
it was after no one touched the game for probably a good two minutes and that thing was swinging. So yeah, the tilt bob was never settling, which I believe was the issue with that game. But yeah, how it was handled because we had the same issue at MGC with a game of whitewater where an issue was brought up, you know, player four, ball three, that happened to me on uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula too, like, but it was like player two or something. But I mean, if it's ball three, everybody's been playing the game as it is. Everybody's been dealing with the same issue. I think you yeah. got to finish the game. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Player four, ball three. I think the time to make that decision, it would have been on ball one. Correct. Yeah. Put an earplug in that thing, if but style. Well, that's what is that's what happened after after the game earplug was put in. So uh, you were just uh, you know a nonpartisan observer, similar to a poll watcher in this case. How did that affect the results for the substitute game they played? Did it end up the same way? I don't believe so. I think um, actually I could probably uh, pull that up really quick here to see because I'm kind of curious on that too. I'm curious to see if the person who threw it out ended up getting first on the next game. I, I don't know. I can't find it, I guess, as, as quickly as I thought I could. But I think it did. It obviously affected things. Yes, uh, the person who was player four took first. And the person that was in the lead going into the ball three took second. Uh, turn of events then. Yes. Yeah, there was a crit. There was a crazy ruling at EPC, or it was the, one of the Pinball Olympic tournaments, and it was Luke Nahorniak playing Monsters. Well, actually, back up here, ZMAC was playing Monsters, and he put up like over 500 mil. They uh, tapped him out like they should because he's been playing for so long, and they didn't really think anybody was going to catch him, right? So that's fine. Then Luke Nahorniak steps up as the next player, passes the second-place person, and the TD starts to tap him out and not not to give him a first, but to get him off the game so they can keep the tournament rolling and give him a second. What do you think about that? Uh, I heard tapped out, so I'm not sure if I know what that means, but I have. Does that mean someone tapped him on the shoulder? Yes. Yeah, meaning like you won the game. Oh, okay. Okay. So you should get first then. Yeah, but I'm saying uh, Luke Nahorniak was the next player, and he ended up, he was in second place, and then they tapped him out being like, you're not, they weren't giving him the seven points. They were giving him the five points for second place. So they didn't give him the opportunity to catch Z-Mac. Oh, no. Once he passed, so once he achieved second place, they're like, you're done. Was it a strikes tournament? Yes, they're like, get off the game. You're not catching it. No, it was a, it was a okay. match play. So I would think everyone would have to agree then. Yeah. Well, as a TD, your only options are you have to let him play until he catches Z-Mac. Or you give him seven points and say, let's just move on. But you can't really give him seven points. That'd be weird. You know what I mean? Unless all the all the players, you know, as a group say whatever, you know. Right. Um, so typically you would have to let Luke play until he either caught Zach and he would get seven points along with Zach or he drains and takes second. That's how it should be done. That's kind of a, yeah, that's a weird, weird ruling I don't relatively like. And I, I'm all for keeping the tournaments going, but you can't, you can't do it that way. Anyway, so thank you for the tournament talk there and rulings, Party Cardi. We've got one last segment here before we say goodbye tonight, and it's the classic Neil Graff favorite. Buy, sell, burn. GTF. <laughs> All right, we got uh, three games. Our lineup is Foo Fighters, Pulp Fiction, and Godfather. Matt McCarty, go. All right. I am going to... Oh, God, the burn is so tough. I mean, these are three good games, three great games possibly, but um, I've been really enjoying Foo Fighters, so... I'll have to say buy right now. Sell Pulp Fiction because that would mean I owned it at one point and I got some time on it. And let's just say burn Godfather. What don't you like about Godfather that would make you not want to have it over the other? I, I like the other two more. I mean, that's the whole problem with this category, I guess. I enjoy Pulp Fiction quite a bit. 
and I've been having a ton of fun with Foo Fighters to the point like I'm getting to know it a little well. I guess, well, let's just say burn Foo Fighters and buy Godfather. You just 180'd it? I 180'd it. I 180'd it, man. I can go play Foo Fighters at Player 2. But I want. I mean, the these Godfather. are three great games, so yeah, you can go anyway. My Godfather, Cell Pulp Fiction, Burn Foo Fighters. That's me. Party Cardi has spoken. All right, Johnny Pinball's time. All right, Johnny. What right, do you think Johnny of? Pinball. Johnny Pinball. Okay, so I think I'm going to buy Foo Fighters because it is a stern. It's going to have the most flow. It's going to have the best code, and you guys are talking it up on this heads up tournament coming up next week. So I'm in the mood. Then. Then I think I would sell Godfather because JJP is just don't click as much with me. But I would like to play it a little bit first before I sell it and just get to know the game a little bit better. And then Pulp Fiction, I'm going to burn. It's just a single level game. I had enough of it at MGC. I already saw the game. Don't need to play it anymore. Yeah, I totally agree with uh, Johnny's lineup. Foo Fighters, bye. We're uh, got the Foo Fighters hype going on for this tournament. And uh, sell for the Godfather. I, th- I got more playtime on the Godfather uh, rather than the Pulp Fiction because probably going to be a, a long time before Pulp Fiction start shipping out their games and getting those ready. Yeah, CGC, right? they're known for their so... speed. Oh, no. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> I, think, I think I see they sent a delivery tortoise at the end of my road. One of those giant Galapagos tortoise. It's got a pinball machine strapped to the back. Um, is my cactus Carrying canyon? Pigeon. It's coming, but I think it's about a month out. There you go. So yeah, buy Fu, sell uh, Godfather, and burn Pulp Fiction. Poor Pulp Fiction. Poor Pulp Fiction. Now, if this was Bond 60th, I'd have a different uh, order. Where would you put Bond? Uh, 60th? Number one, of course. I'd buy Bond 60th. But we'll save that for next episode of the Triball Pinball Podcast. You can reach out to us at the Triball Podcast at gmail.com. And we are also on Facebook under Triball Pinball Podcast. You can, of course, find this podcast in all your favorite podcatchers. We're now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, of course, and probably more. So if you're listening to this on YouTube, why are you doing that? We don't have video. Are we signing off? Yeah, I bet. You're supposed to go second, bro. All right, just restart it, Johnny. You'll have to find out next week on what we buy, sell, or burn. I'm Johnny Pinball. And I'm Matt McCarty. I'm Neil Graff. And we'll see you on the flip.
Oops. <laughs>